And welcome, everybody. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW. Yes, Alternative Talk Radio, that. Anyway, um, I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer, and this morning we have on Ms. Wanda Buckner, for those of her fans that are listening, which there are sure to be a lot of them, a whole bunch of people, I think, in Yakima. (laughs) Anyway, um, it's going to be a good show. We're going to be talking a lot about higher pets and and how we interface with them when they're going through a situation or a very stiff situation. So we're going to be talking about that. But yesterday I was trying to figure out, how am I going to have on for this? You know, I do this every time about the day before. Who am I doing for the Celebrity of the Week? Well, I thought Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and my my co-host, I mean my producers, he says, yeah, we'll get basketball music and play that because I was going to do Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. So, but we're doing Vladimir Putin. So if you try to mix that music, it wouldn't work. <laughs> so it'd be kind of weird. We'll just have to call him Vladimir Hoopin. Yeah, right. <laughs> Vladimir Hoopin. Okay, we can call him that. Anyway, so I'm sure many people out there are kind of concerned about this man and what he's planning on doing to Ukraine. But let's take a look at his astrology chart and see what he really will do. Okay. And that's kind of a scary thing to talk about. But um, we are going to be talking about him a bit. And I've seen his chart before. And, oh, I said, Jupiter, I didn't take that off there. Ja- basketball music. There it is. It's on my ra- my thing. Okay, I won't say that, I promise. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about him after the break and talk about what kind of things he has coming up astrologically that may change the way he's going to be doing this thing in Ukraine. We can hope it will change it for the better, but we wouldn't guarantee it. So, Anyway, we're going to do that, and then we're going to be talking to Ms. Wanda Buckner. And let me say, we are going to open the phones for those who have questions about their pet or themselves and their, their pet and yourself, the pet and yourself. Okay, so if you have a question about that, please call in. Our numbers are 425-373-5527, or you can call toll-free Western Washington at 888 298 Five five six nine. So I'll give you the phone numbers a couple more times as we go through the show in case you guys forget it, okay? But you promise you won't, all right? But call if you do, if you have to, and well, call, just call anyway, okay? Because we love having phone calls. So anyway, we're going to take a quick break right now. When we get back, we'll be starting with old Vlad. And that is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. Man, you know, that takes some analysis all by itself. (laughs) You know, it has a certain mood about it. It keeps trying to get bigger and bigger and bigger. It's interesting. Okay, Vladimir Putin. For those of you who have not been following the news, 
he, things are starting to amp up. And Mr. Biden yesterday said it looks like he is going to do something in the way of an attack, which is really sad, unfortunately. But if you take a look at his chart, you can see it. All right, let's look at this. And you probably don't have it, but I'll explain it to you. His birthday was October 7th, yes, October 7th, 1952, my year of birth. I'm actually older than he is. I'm his mother. Stop it, Vlad. Just stop it. Anyway, um, and he was born at approximately 8.30 a.m. in the morning. We don't know that for sure. Uh, There's a lot of uh, opinions on whether the date is right or whether the time is right or whatever. But I looked at whoever did the thing called rectification, which means you... You go through a person's life and analyze about 30 different events to see how they fit into your life and what time in, their, in your life happens. And I happened to look at his chart. I said, this is him. There's no way it's not. So I'm just getting inference from just watching him in film and all that kind of stuff. Well, where do I start with this? This is probably one well, by somebody. I wrote this on Facebook yesterday and said, this is probably one of the most evil charts she had ever seen. I said, well, yeah, but there's a lot of things we don't know about him. And basically, we have four planets, Sun, Saturn, Neptune, and Mercury, all conjunct each other. So any one of those you could take out, especially Saturn or Neptune, are going to make him a little bit shaky in the realistic department. In other words, he may say one thing, do completely something else. Says he's going to attack, may not. He will. Says he will attack, he won't. You know, it, I would just say those people that are paying attention to him on the news don't listen to him because there's a lie going on. He's got a lie and he's got a lie with with his communication. He's got his lie with his his government. True. That's his Saturn. And with his own self, you see, his own self. We have this in the 12th house, 12th house, kids, 12th house is the house of Neptune. So if you see any more than three or four planets there, you got to wonder how authentic they really are. So, you know, um, and if you've seen pictures of him, he looks very straight. He never smiles. He's always straight. That's the Saturn next to his son. Very serious, very serious about government, very serious about the next big thing, and that's power. He's got Pluto on right on the midheaven in his 10th house. That tells us a lot about what, what's going on with him you know, out in the public eye. When you have Pluto there, that means he is in ascension to the most power he could ever have. And I'm betting it's probably to rule the world. I mean, how much more power can you possibly get than that? So, you know, the reasons he wants to take over um, Ukraine is because they want to join NATO. NATO is going to defend all, all of our us and a lot of other people that are part of NATO. They are NATO people. And he doesn't want them to join NATO for what, there's a lot of different reasons, but that's one of the reasons he's going to attack this country. So you have that, and you also have, of course, Pluto on the midheaven that shows where his ambition is. Where is he headed towards? Pluto. Pluto is to mastermind and, and completely go over the top of people and just get rid of them, and then we'll take over and do whatever we want to do with it. So, I mean, that's really Pluto at, at probably the most ick, icky place. But, you know, he could have a situation where he could be empowering other people so that they all get the benefits of what he's getting. But I don't think so. Because, again, the 12th house has a very strong 
a strong need to serve people and to be kind to them, but not in this chart. There's too much stuff going on. And also, we have moon in the eighth house, which is co-assigned, co kind of relinks itself with a Pluto because the eighth house is the normal house that Pluto rules. And you have Pluto on the midheaven. So you have his emotions, which is in Gemini. So it's funny, you never hear him talk that much, which is kind of odd. Moon and Gemini people yak, yak, yak a lot. Maybe the people that work for him, yes, but I don't think so. But um, anyway, all of his chart, pretty much his chart players in the chart, of every one of them but two. That's Venus and Scorpio. Yeah, Scorpio rising too. We have that little mystery to also to, to unveil, you see, with that. That's also the Pluto. You know, that's actually they both Scorpio and Pluto are both angular in, her, in their chart in the 10th and also the first house. So I don't know if everybody's all confused already, but to me when I looked at it, I said it's perfect for him. It's perfect. It fits his ambitions. It fits how he lives his life. His life is all about business, all about the country. And um, in case you guys didn't remember Trump and his connection to uh, to Vlad, and I saw one um, picture of um, Vlad walking across all, all, all over to a... Um, place where you're standing there and talking to people and Trump was right behind kind of bringing up the rear literally and it was somebody had drawn in a, a, a noose around Trump's neck being pulled in by by Pluto I said well that's perfect too because you know he likes power over people so and he very much admired Vlad but it's interesting because oh here's the final thing I want to mention uh, we can look at a person's chart to see what kind of events are going to come in the future. And um, he's having transiting. Transiting means the planet where it is right now in relationship to the chart. His, his Saturn or transiting Saturn is coming up to the fourth house cusp here next month on March 24th. Now, usually what happens when Saturn is moving into that house is that reality hits. Okay, reality is, this, is stationary, is planets. It's the planet Saturn. That's the reality planet. So it's going into an area called his, his home, his environment, how he was brought up, his parents, his cousins, uncles, uncles, aunts, everything. All that stuff is going to be coming up. He would probably have an idealized version because of his Neptune sun. He does color his own view of things through that. And then when this happens with this, it's going to all it's going to come apart when Saturn's going to tell him the truth of the situation that he had when he grew up. March 24th. Write that down because it might be interesting to see what happens. So anyway, I talked a little bit about him and believe me, I could spend two hours on this chart because it's just so fascinating. But anyway, we are going to take a break right now and we're going to be talking to Wanda Buckner here in just a moment. And we're going to be talking about pets. It's going to be so much more gentle. Thank goodness. Anyway, this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Thank you. 
This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga, we cover the world of animals. This week, February 20th, it's Behavior Training and Healing Sunday with me, and talk with your animals or human loved ones on this side or the other, and personal awareness coaching with Natasha Venter. Together, we'll take your phone calls, so hope you can join us. Plan to call in with your questions or for a personal reading with Natasha. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Ready to shake things up? Try Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And let me remind you all that we are talking, take, I really got to get my mouth out right. Okay. We're going to take phone calls for Wanda, and I'll kind of bring in the rear too. And our phone number is 425-373-5527. And also toll free in the Western Washington is 888-298-5569. And welcome, Wanda. Hi, Eileen. It's been a while. Yes, it's been interesting. (laughs) Yes, yeah. um, I'm not going to be talking about it, but next week we're going to be focusing the show in on the type of abuse that I went through. But, you know, I don't like to say it that way. It makes me sound like a victim, but that's how I felt around her. So, anyway, um, let's talk about pets. I mean, that's such a much nicer subject. (laughs) So have you got any new pet stories that you want to share that you've gotten insight from? I always want to talk about what the animals have said to me. I find them profound. Mm -hmm. I was talking to a dog who is living and the human had contacted me and had some questions for the dog. Mm -hmm. And one of the things was she wondered if the dog saw his purpose in life the way she saw his purpose in life. So I asked the dog, okay, so what's your purpose in life? And he said, to live. Wow. (laughs) Simple but profound. Really, as we search for our purpose in life, we're here, our purpose is to live. live. And he was like, live with gusto, run, play, enjoy the sun, enjoy the rain. It's all about living fully. And so then I asked, well, um, your human thought that maybe your purpose was um, to love and to cuddle and to be a constant companion. He said, no, that's not my job. That's not my purpose. I do that because I like to do it. Oh, he said, my see. purpose, mm-hmm. yeah, my purpose is to watch the house, watch the property, watch the people. Yeah. You know, they might leave without me. Yeah. So I have to watch them. That's my job. Right. But I do all the cuddling because I love it. Wow. Because it feels good. You know, that's, <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the frame of mind and how animals are constructed in their hands well how do what is their perspective in life and you just basically said the most simple possible explanation which makes so much sense even no i want to go out and be an astrologer you know and heal people no 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 that's not what an animal wants to do wants to live wants to be happy you know those are very fundamental needs that we all have but they express themselves fundamentally don't they Right. Yeah. And sometimes as humans, we, we just put too much embroidery around it. Like, yes, that's right. Absolutely. 
you know, you know, I keep reminded, getting reminded of that time we were at the showcase. I had you do a reading on my cat. Do you remember what you said? <laughs> you yeah, asked. I worked in an altered state, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I know, but um, I remember what you said because everybody cracked up. It was so funny. We were trying to figure out what kind of, what kind of life she was doing now. Oh, I do remember. And she, and she tried being a rabbit, but that didn't last long. <laughs> well, you just, then, you, you just said, well, I'm a tuna now. <laughs> You're all yes. <a>, what? <laughs> you know? Yes, I'm now a tuna. I'm having fun floating yes. around. It was really kind of cool. And I thought, did that feel right? It felt so perfectly right to me that that's what she'd be doing right now. You know, and it mm-hmm. was just so darn funny. It really was. Very simple, but very right to the point. I'm a tuna. Because, Don't bother me about right. other things. Because want... tuna are long-lived. They have few predators. Um, so she could have a longer life. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't about catching things and being right. caught. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could swim in the water for a long time, you know. And um, it's interesting because I'm a Pisces and she was with me for 18 years. Oh, yeah. She, she got it by proxy about water, I think. And then, I think so. Uh, I don't know. It was kind of funny. Interesting connection, I thought. So anyway, oh, well, that's, that's, that's such a wonderfully simple explanation that makes so much sense. You know, and yet profound. Profound. I mean, it's so zen-like. You know. Yes. Yes. I just yes. want to be happy. Okay. Oh. Well, to live. To yeah. live. Right. Yeah. That's really interesting. So, yeah. Go with ahead. our animals, they are always. You know, we know when they come into our lives that they will not finish our lifetime with us. That's true. And so, as I was talking to a deceased cat, I saw through their eyes that our journey with our animals it's like the monarch butterflies when they migrate mm-hmm. the the butterfly that starts the migration north does not finish it right it takes two to three generations okay monarch butterflies only live like six to eight weeks mm-hmm. and as they they start in mexico and then come up to texas and then another generation moves further north. It takes two to three generations to get to the final grounds in the north. Yeah, so where the, your journey our, is complete between those two people, animal and person, right? Well, it's more like the animal that we had when we were a child, uh-huh. and then the next animal, and the next animal, okay. and the next animal. Yeah. It's like the monarch butterflies migrating across generations with us through our lifespan right that makes sense that really it's makes a beautiful it does idea. i remember my first cat that i had for a long time that was Incy. she was gray and then there was peen who was gray and white you know they all seem to have the same coloration which was very interesting you know and um i don't know if that means anything but it just seems like i sort of saw them sequentially you know, the kitties uh-huh. that I did have. Okay, this cat's going to be here to tell me this, and the next one, and the next one, and the next one. And there was really no one else after Incy. That was it. You know, because mm-hmm. that was the point where I didn't have any more cats. So, oh, Well, yes. in the same way that you had this similar color, there are some people who live with the same breed throughout their life. You know, they start out with a golden when uh, perhaps they are teenagers, and then they have golden retrievers throughout mm-hmm. their life. 
And so their journey is a journey with the breed. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. So if you're listening to the show right now and you're thinking to yourself, man, I have a question about my pet and what's going on with my pet. Well, we'll have our phone lines open today. If you want to give Wanda Buckner a call, she'll tell you all about what's going on with your pet. So our phone number again is 425-373-5527 or toll free 888-298-5569. Again, the general phone number 425-373-5527. Thank you very much, Nathan. Even when I don't do it, he does. Okay. I like that. I do too. We work in tandem. So that's awesome. Thanks. Thanks so much. Um, yeah. I mean, way you're explaining this makes so much sense, you know, and it seems so like, well, doesn't everybody know that, you know, type of thing. But it just seemed that um, I, I'm looking at, at um, Ainsy was very sweet and, um, she was she always laid around the house. She was beautiful gray color. It was, almost seemed like she might have been a Russian blue or something like that. And then Peen came in, and um, I'm trying to remember about her. But they were both very, very sedate and very sedentary kitties. You know, they just kind of sat around a lot, you know. And I remember one time when we had that earthquake. Few, it was like in 1998, something like that. Peen was laying on the couch, and... I was in the bathroom shaking around the doorway of while this thing was shaking around. I said, Peen, hang in there. I'll be out there in a minute. And I walked out there, and she just kind of woke up and said, what's going on? You know, she was just completely not even there. But, um, you know, she was, they were both very, very, very relaxed kitties. Yeah, not much I mean. Well, sometimes people want they want their same animal that was that they love so much mm-hmm. to come back. Yeah, again, as the same, the same exact animal. Mm-hmm. But our animals are a progression in our life. Mm-hmm. So one cat that I talked to said, "Tell my human that she will see me in the acts of kindness in the way that." that the next cat chases the wad of paper in the way that cat curls against you and you will be reminded of me. Yeah, yeah. Each animal is a a new expression, but at the same time, the same expression. Mm -hmm. Yes. So the expression expands over our lifetime. Mm -hmm. Just as you described your cats, the same expression of beings Mm -hmm. today, and yet each cat was a progression along this line of cats. So we need to look at our animals more as a stream of animals that come through, like the monarchs are a stream of generations that come through our lives. And that may help us some with their deaths. Yes, definitely. I would agree with that, yeah. Okay, I guess we have a phone call. Don't we, we interrupt this conversation. This conversation <laughs> to bring you our first caller of the Somebody's day, Cynthia day. in Issaquah is calling about her bird Hapalusa. Am I saying that correct, Cynthia? Yes, it's like the. It's like the. Um, yes, it's like the horse Appaloosa. Oh, Appaloosa with an H. Okay. <laughs> Appaloosa, yeah. The Sen- she's a Senegal parrot, and when they're little, they're all gray spotted. Oh. So, okay. Appaloosa. Oh, so, all right. Maybe they knew our kitties. I don't know. I'm just, you know. <laughs> on my shoulder, and she's been having this issue with her head. Oh. 
her head. Scratching her head, so she's getting this bald spot. I've gotten her a hormone shot and um, some different stuff, but maybe Wanda could tell me a little bit what's going on with her. I mean, okay, I she's my she's my dear child. I oh. love her to death, and I want to know what's happening. Of yeah, yeah. Of you do. so is she the only uh, animal in the house? Yes, yeah. So no other birds, just you and she? Or, or is it a he? It's a he? Pardon? It's a he? Is it a male or female? It's a female. Oh, female. Okay. All right. And so has something changed in your home recently? Well, yeah, I mean, she's probably stressed because apartment got flooded and I had to move a bunch of furniture around. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's calmed down a bit, a mm -hmm. lot now because um, like the main stuff has been moved out. Um, I, I'm thinking maybe the window, I don't know, she she seems to be cold all the time. So. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. Do you happen to know so, when your kitty's birthday might be? Um, Apparatus's birthday would have been... Um, oh, it's a bird. Yeah, it's a bird in January. Just slept me once and twice. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you know approximately when her birthday is? I think it was like 2007. Okay. Do you know around the time of the year? Yeah, January. January. Okay. So she's probably a Capricorn. Oh, that's interesting. So, okay. just, um, so you are right when you say that it's probably stress. It is stress. So I'm just going to talk to Appaloosa uh, where you can hear. And so, hey, Appaloosa. Yeah. Hi, Wanda. Yeah. That's a and I just want you to know that you are not moving. You and your mom are going to stay in the same house. And it is going to be okay. And all of the furniture being moved in and out it's just to get it dry. So Appaloosa doesn't like her environment being upset like this. You have provided a very stable environment that has been really stable for a long time without much movement. And so this, all of this movement has really bothered her because she thinks there's something going on that she doesn't know about. The um, even the items when they come back in are not put in exactly the same places where they were. And uh, it, it just really bothers her and she doesn't know what to do about it. And so she's rubbing her head. And I'm telling her that, Avalusa, um, I just want you to know that your mom is fine and she is staying where she is. And, it, and it's, so it's true that you were upset but it's also true that uh, you yourself have an internal upset about this and you're, you have some worries and concerns and um, that bother you that are hard to put down and not be concerned about. So I would encourage you to, um, to really ground to the center of the earth, take the long view, this too shall pass. This is just an interruption with great gratitude that so much survived and that it, it will not be exactly the same, but we are not homeless. We don't have to move, that this is our place because Appaloosa is responding to your energy also. Yeah. And then what's happening is 
you worry about the house and now about Appaloosa, then Appaloosa worries about you and you get this upward spiral of worry and concern that isn't good for either of you. So you wanna ground back down and center in the earth with great gratitude. And Appaloosa, your mom is so thankful you were there with her. She doesn't know what she would have done without you to be this stable, life-giving force that gives her something to live for and a reason to put the house back together and to make it the same wonderful, welcoming environment and stable environment that it was before. And of course, there seems to be a dampness uh, about the house. And so, uh, which uh, Appaloosa is more sensitive to than you are, you can put a sweater on. But I think a little drying, maybe some, uh, you know, individual heaters that can stand and just provide a little extra heat. And of course, you want Appaloosa to always not be too close to the heat source. You know about keeping her healthy that way. And um, and it may be that uh, your window ceiling is has been damaged. You know, the seal on the window so that there is a little draft there. And you might check that out. That's good. Okay. Those are all really practical measures. And it, I was just kind of lightening it to if she is, or he, she. <sighs> anyway, if she is a Capricorn, that's exactly how you would, she would, the reality she would have to have. She would have to make sure that everything in the house, anything that's physical, you know, her, her, her where she sleeps, you know, where she eats, mm-hmm. all that stuff. She'd have to know where it's all in the right place compared to the old place. You know, if she wasn't a Capricorn, it would be something else that would take a priority, but it is for her. So there you go. Okay. So, thank you. Well, she's been sitting on my shoulder listening. Oh, yes. I do, baby. Oh, sweetheart. Yes, she's very, very beautiful. Oh, she's so sweet. And, I just feel yeah, soft energy. Appaloosa, you want those beautiful feathers to grow back in on, on your head. Yeah, on her head. Yeah, I get that. Well, thank you so much for calling and talking about your beautiful, beautiful cat. That really helped. I I was debating to call, but I was sitting here listening to you guys, and I said, oh, I could use some advice from my little creature here. Oh, yeah. You said she's a parrot, right? Yeah, she's a Senegal parrot. Does she have anything she wants to say? Oh, she just chirped a bit into it. Now she just ran behind me, but she she earnestly listened right into the... (laughs) Parents like to talk. Yes. (laughs) He's talking about me. (laughs) And and your voice has a different temper than mine. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Well, thank you very much for calling, and I really wish you luck with her. She sounds wonderful. I appreciate it. You betcha. You guys have a good rest of the show. You bet. Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, wow, that was pretty good. Um, We have to take another break right now. When we get back, I'll be doing a little thing here for Wanda so you can learn more about her and what she does. Okay, this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Wanda Buckner. Gee, who is she? Well, you just heard her live what she does the best, and that's a healer, okay? She's an animal communicator and psychic. And here are two of her latest reviews. I am forever grateful for being able to heal through my sessions with Wanda. They have been truly life-changing and life-saving. They also deal with the substance of my life 
and could not be any accessed in any other way. In regard to Wanda's animal work, Wanda has been nothing short of a gift to us. Her ability to communicate through, excuse me, with animals is amazing, and we are so incredibly grateful to her for her sharing with us and our two dogs. So to set up for an appointment of her or a complimentary consultation, you can email Wanda, Wanda's office at gmail.com. That's again, W-A-N-D-A-S office at gmail.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed the happy medium, Jody Levon. She connects with the other side brilliantly. And yes, she will be taking calls in the second half of the show. On Saturday, John Welshans, author of One Soul, One Love, One Heart, returns in an encore presentation from last year. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. There's a reason they invented the internet. It's called 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And with me today is Wanda Buckner, one of my very good friends. She's been on our show many times. And she always has something unique to say, especially the situation she just described about having succession of animals and each of them seem to play a certain part in our lives. And yet it's an evolving process. You don't have the same kitty or doggy every single time. You have different situations with the pets that you have lessons to learn from him and it from it to you. And then the next one comes along and it's taking off where the previous one left off. So um, that's very interesting information. And I was thinking about my kitties too, because they're similar to each other, but not quite all together, you know, like cut out of a cloth. So anyway, let's see. Wanda, what kind of other things have you been discovering lately? Because it seems to me you are going through an evolutionary process of through your pets and other people's pets, you learn about something about pets and the evolution of your pets that hasn't really ever been discussed before. Well, I t- was talking to a deceased cat and um, the cat's humans had contacted me because the cat had died sooner than they thought the cat would. And mm-hmm. they were devastated with grief and the cat said that her life was the length and span it was meant to be Mm -hmm. and that the body just quit and I could see that the cat's soul and each of our souls is so huge Mm -hmm. that we can't even comprehend the size of it yeah and the the soul um, manifests this this small physical being like you or me or the cat, which is much smaller than the enormity of the soul. So people sometimes think that the soul resides within us, but it's more accurate to say that we reside in the soul. The soul is just a a small part of that is in this human body and expressing itself through this human form. Mm -hmm. So when the animal or the person have completed their purpose on earth or and the body is also ready to go it's like the soul sloughs off the body and and that part of us that part of the cat the physical part 
dies, but the soul ascends back into this greater cat soul. And this cat said that when it was there, it showed me that right now it was still chasing around and chasing things and enjoying smells that had never smelled before and, and all sorts of things that were new to it. But he said that it was different because catching things was really catch and release. It was yeah, like a game. Right. Yeah. And she could feel her catness dissolving. Oh, I see. And she dissolved back into that larger soul. Right. And so the question the humans had for the cat was, what lesson were you learning on earth? And I don't think that animals come to earth to learn a lesson. That's a little bit too. For me, I just don't see animals like that. But she did say that she was here to learn about unconditional love Mm -hmm. and that she had been mistreated in past lives. And she was here to repair her relationship with humans. Okay. That to learn that not all humans were alike and that it was capable of, they were capable of unconditional love, which this family certainly gave her. Mm -hmm. And so I ask, what was the humans um, lesson that they were learning through her? And she said it was to trust themselves about making medical decisions for a being that is 100% dependent on you. Okay. That's a hard lesson. That's a big one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. When we have to uh, release our animals from this life, we always wonder, was it too soon? Was it too late? Could something more have been done? Mm -hmm. But I assure you that our animals' lives are the lives that they are meant to have. The length and the span is what was meant to be. Yeah. Right. So you could... uh, and I've seen this with people, they're saved from a terrible life-threatening disease, and they're hit by a car in the street the next day. Right. So there's a, a span of life for each of us. Mm-hmm. And I think back to the cat with its absolute joy mm-hmm. um, about just living, mm-hmm. that the purpose of life is to live. And people, when they say they want more time with their pets, they don't mean they want six more months of the animal slowly dying of cancer or starvation mm-hmm. and getting weaker and weaker. No, what they want is six more months in vitality. Mm-hmm. And so when I was talking uh, to an animal who is desperately ill, and so when I do healing work, I'm always talking about for the greatest good mm-hmm. and And the message I heard back was that sometimes death is not the worst thing. Sometimes life is not the best thing. Right. Sometimes life is the best thing and sometimes death is the best thing. Right. And so I said, well, that's not very comforting. No, no. (laughs) but yeah, but you can sort of understand that, especially if they're, they're thinking, you know, it's, isn't that much fun being here right now? I don't really like it, you know? Well, the response I got was, well, when you open up the portal, you know, to the other side, you get the answer that you get. Right. And 
it truly um, was the right answer. Any of us who have watched our parents die a slow death, mm -hmm. a painful death, we know that living isn't always the best thing. Yeah. And sometimes death is a gift. Yeah. But that does not make it any easier. No. It does not make the grief any less. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't change it for sure. It still That's is fine. what it is. So, wow. That's, she's such a good Scorpio, you know. <laughs> I am a Scorpio. Yeah, no. That's a, that's a Scorpio. <laughs> I'm listening to her talking about death and all this stuff, and I'm thinking, well, you know, she's the one that knows about these things, and not to say that she personally knows about it, but it's in her soul. Oh, it's do. in your soul awareness of yourself. You know, yeah. it's just something you kind of go, yeah, I get that. You know, there's something that means something to me, you know, and um, that's why I like having you guys around because it's, uh, it's, it's, it is, can be shattering to hear stuff like this, but, mm -hmm. it, but at the same time, it completes the end of the sentence. That's yeah. what I would describe it as because okay. it, it's, you know, Scorpios just have this awareness of what's on the other side and what's going to, uh, you know, what are they going to experience in a death experience? But being able to tell somebody that's not the worst experience in the world, it can be a wished for experience. Well, and that leads me into talking about cultivating calm, okay. which relates to our earlier yeah. caller. And one of the key things is to recognize it is what it is. Mm -hmm. When something cannot be changed like the flooding that she experienced it is what it is yeah it does no good to be angry mm -hmm. about it or to rail against it it is what it is yeah i the agree the second that. thing that really helps is non-judgment mm -hmm. and that sort of goes with it is what it is except non-judgment applies right. exactly to people yeah um that everyone is doing the best they can. Right. If they could do better, they would. Yes. You know, and it seems like I'm not going to go into that much this week about it, but next week I will. But my situation that I went through, um, yes, I could have gotten furious. I could have, you know, taken it out on her. I could have done something like this. But I thought, it's not going to do me any good to do that. It's happened. Exactly. So it is what it is. It is what it is. So I'm now looking at it from a um, non-judgmental way, not judgment of her or myself, but I'm trying to figure out what's the lesson in all of this, you know? So I've been starting to write about it. I think that's one thing I can do is at least um, to find out why this happened and then, um, and I'll get it out in thoughts because eventually it'll just pile out of my head into one thought and that'll be it, you know? And that's what the, the answer I was looking for would be, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, these ex experiences that we have, either bad or good, they're really miraculous experiences because it changes, changes us forever from where we were. And, um, you know, we really so can't. this sort of gets us to the next point, which is yes. about perspective. Right. So I feel like we are, it's like when uh, we don't have a good enough resolution on our screen to, to make a, be able to make a picture out of what is there. Yeah. There is a picture there, but we can't see it because right. we're too close to it. Mm -hmm. 
if we can step back, if, like you are stepping back, mm -hmm. try to discern the bigger picture. Yes. And there are some things in our lives that we will not understand in this lifetime. Yeah, we may not. It may be that after death, when we are further away yeah. and have the bigger perspective, like right now with Putin uh, threatening to invade the Ukraine, it it's hard to see this. We see it with the present information we have, mm -hmm. but it, if we were further forward in time or back much further, we might have a greater perspective sure. about an understanding about how this worked in the world plan. Right. And one of the reasons, this is a lot of the things that Pisces learn. They basically learn how to see a big situation in front of them. They can't make hiding their hair out of it. But I tell you, step back over here and stand back and watch yourself and see what you are doing and what you have been doing. Observe yourself, and you'll see a whole lot more than you actually will even believe. So it's really important to do. Okay, we've got to take another break. He's going, come on already. we better take a break. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we'll be right back here with the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Susan Bergstrom of the Medicare Exchange. Susan Bergstrom is a licensed agent in Washington and Oregon, helping people obtain security for their lives by providing insurance that pays for and uh, pays for final expenses and money for transitioning after a loved one dies. There's a lot of information that comes out during this time of the year and what we try to make out of it and so selection of medical plans and all that kind of stuff. And talking to someone like Susan can really be a lot more be a lot more clear than trying to do it all by yourself. So why don't you just call her, find out what's going on, and see if she can help you with your medical plan. You'll probably be able to just make a lot more money. Actually, turn in an old plan to get a new one, and you won't have to pay as much. So anyway, it's just a phone call away. So you can call her at two five three three one eight. 9379, and she can also get a hold of her at her email address at sbergstrom at americanseniorbenefits.com. This is Eileen Grimes of the Jupiter Rising Show, and did you know that I do private astrological readings? If you have issues or problems in your life that plague you, perhaps an astrological reading would be just the ticket. I've had more than 30 years experience in astrology, and there isn't much I haven't seen, so I know I can help you. You can contact me at 206-816-0546 or go to EileenGrimes.com to make an appointment. Thank you very much, and I'll see you soon. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Radio. We are here with Wanda Buckner, who is our wonderful guide. And, you know, I, what can I say about it? It's, it's a solemn time when I'm talking to her because she's the boss. Okay. So. Well, it is true that we talk about uh, important subjects, but just because they're important doesn't mean they're serious. Well, that's true. You've got a great sense of humor. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so the last thing that I wanted to mention about cultivating calm, 
is that spirit is senior to mind. And we spend a lot of time trying to figure things out with our mind. In fact, there was that, I think it was Lenny Bruce who said, I used to think my mind was the most important part of me. And right. then I thought, wait, who's telling me that? Yes, right. <laughs> so it's not your mind that is most important. Right. Spirit is senior to mind. And we can try and figure things out. That's a good thing to do. But there are also, it's important to do practices like meditation, where your mind is allowed to quiet mm -hmm. and spirit has an opportunity to, to speak to you and through you. Mm -hmm. Because when the mind is so busy, it has the same thoughts over and over and over. Yeah. It's like, tell me something new. Yeah. You know, but oftentimes it just keeps recycling. Mm -hmm. And so if you can sit quietly and follow your breath, mm -hmm. just allow your mind to quiet and allow space for spirit in our lives. Mm -hmm. That is a great help in yeah. cultivating calm. I agree. You know, I've had these thoughts every now and then about, God speaking to me and that kind of thing. And I go, I hear somebody saying in the background, so how do you know? What does God think of his child when he does that? <laughs> I went, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, he says, well, that's God's child that said this. Well, what did God's child say? Well, you know, and it would go on, on and on and on and on. Well, God's grandparents, you know, who are they? You know, and I just, it just kind of rolled my head around a few times and said, well, that went, so went that theory, you know, it, it was kind of <laughs> weird <laughs> You're telling yourself that God has a, has a son or God, you know, has a father. Well, what about the father? Does he have a father too? Yes. Oh, great. I give up, you know, <laughs> but when you think of it as for myself, my world is calmer because I believe in a higher power. Yeah. That there is a power beyond us. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what we call it or how we recognize it, or if we feel it's just our higher self that has more knowledge than we do. Yeah. And that supports us in this world. And I know that there is a healing stream that flows around this world that all of us can tap into. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's the stream I tap into when I work with animals and people and when oh, yeah. I work with myself. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, because it seems to be in a different place. It's kind of a, a knowing without really questioning, but you just know that you know. And um, yes. yeah, it's like that. And then you go, okay, I know. Yeah, right, got it. Uh, but it's, But you know what I find also is kind of true? is that God has a really good sense of humor. Well, sometimes I don't appreciate that sense of humor. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got that. Well, no, that's, I already know that. Well, well, what are you doing about it? Well, okay, never mind. But, um, yeah, I see what you're saying, though. But um, I think everybody does God in his own way, and, and mine happens Absolutely. to have a sense of humor. It just does, yes. you know. And, and, and not everyone experiences their higher power as, as a voice. Yeah. Often they find in nature or if you've ever been to the giant redwoods or, or Bryce oh, yeah. Canyon, mm -hmm. you can feel the yeah. hand of God yes. yeah, I agree. In, 
and, and nature and animals. Every time mm-hmm. I ever see a picture of Mount Shasta, I just want to bow at its feet, you know, because it's so beautiful, you know. And um, I remember seeing one for the first time, I don't know how long ago, but I just went, oh, you know, just taken by almost a, a revere for him, you know, whoever he is, if he's God's whatever, right-hand man, rough woman, whatever. <laughs> I really don't know what he is, but he has this magnificent spirit. You can just feel it. Kind of like Mount Rainier, you know, in the same situation, but it seems like more people flock to Shasta than they do to Rainier, which I find interesting. So um, it just seems like it's a, a part of me, pretty strong part of me that I just recently discovered. So I have to go down there really bad. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. And we all find our gods in some place or something that means something to us. And that's important when we find that. One of the animals that I talked to, his, when his human, his human was ill, and, um, and I was asked to work with the dog because the dog seemed so worried. This is Gusto. And so I asked him, if he was worried and he said it's more like I'm worrying the situation the old expression is a dog worrying a bone where he will turn it over and over and work with it uh you know to pull little pieces off of it and stuff and what I saw was when he was worrying what he was doing there were these uh strands of thread like uh knitting yarn and he was weaving them together. Oh. And that's how he was doing the healing. Oh, he was consciously wonderful. working. That's yes, wonderful. Yeah. Weaving these strands together. He's learning to how to do that. Healing. Oh, that's awesome. He figured out how to do it. You know what? We have to actually hurry here. I have to. I'm sorry. We got to talking a lot. But um, I've got to talk about the light latest things here and who's next week. But thank you again, Wanda. Obviously. This came at the right time for me, given what's happening in my life lately. So thank you for reminding me that God still is out there and he loves me. You know, you really have. So thank Absolutely you. Absolutely my pleasure. Thank you. I'll see you next time. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, how much time we have? 30 seconds? One minute. Holy gosh, I've got to speed up my my speaking. Okay, we have on the uh, horoscope column back to, or back on Monday. And then also we have on, uh, I have, I'm at jupiterrisingshow.com and Wanda's at wandabuckner.com. And also next week we have on Virginia Bell, we're going to be talking about some interesting things that have happened in our lives that have been kind of traumatic. And then on March 5th is Bradley Narragon. He is an author, he's not an author, he's a uh, painter and he's also an astrologer. It's a really good combination. So we're going to be doing that next week and that's about it for us. My God, I got to keep going here really fast. So anyway, you guys come back next, next week to listen to us. Okay, okay. So have a great week and we'll see you next week. This is Eileen Grimes with the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW.com. Bye. Bye. <laughs>